Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. I love that we always say it like that. Big Brave Business. It feels like we're on like a game show. It really, really, really does. Like we should be on The Price is Right. So Amanda, there have been some big changes in your business and your mindset, like a big shift at the end of this year and going into 2024. And um, because we haven't had a chance to do like a real dig in personally since we've been traveling in the holidays and stuff like that, I just selfishly, I just want to hear more about it. Tell me about this shift that's happened in your business. What does it look like now? And what are your what's your vision going into the new year? So it's that's a big question. I feel like if you've been listening to the show, you know that I have downsized a lot of my client load and really what clients I want to work with. I'm down to probably about six or seven clients from like 20, which has been really great. So I only really work with people that I feel are in line with with my peace of mind. I really, the last half of this year, when I knew that I was going to hit my income goal, really started focusing on how do I want to feel? I feel like for so long, I've put my emotions on the back burner of just how I feel about myself and about how I'm working, how I'm showing up, how much time do I realistically want to be dedicated to other people's businesses when I have so many passion projects. I love working with the clients I have. Every single client I have, I absolutely love. And that's exactly what I wanted. Not that I had anything against any of the clients that I've let go. It just wasn't giving me joy or bringing me fulfillment in any way. So I downsized to the clients that are my, I consider my core clients. And I I also had a one of those specific clients offer me a full-time position that I accepted, which has been a challenge, but it's been wonderful. I'm very much so enjoying the journey of doing that. I never thought I would work for someone else full-time before. But on the other side of, yes, I downsized my clients. I've now taken on a client full-time, but I've also accepted a role as a virtual assistant coach, which I hate that word, coach. I hate it, but it is what it is. I accepted a role coaching other virtual assistants through a um, through Alpine Virtual, which is the virtual assistant agency that I like got my start out of. They gave me a really great opportunity to work with other VAs, talk them through mindset work. What are they doing that's not working for them? Just be a friend, basically. I, I would I would love it if it could be called like your virtual assistant friend and not coach. But I meet with about 10 VAs every two weeks. It's a different round every single time. And I just coach them on issues that they're having. I do one-on-one sessions where I really help them figure out like, is this really for you? Do you really enjoy this? You know, what can you do to get, you know, for it to be better? And that's been a really big shift and opportunity that I've really enjoyed walking into. So going into 2024, I'm very excited. I know I have been talking about this for at least 100 100 episodes, (laughs) like forever, it feels like. 
I'm finally going to get my office set up, which is going to be a game changer for me. I've got a lot of passion projects I want to chase in the in 2024. But this is the first time I would say in the last three months, maybe even less, where I don't do a ton of meetings. I I'm very protective of my calendar. I would say there are more days that not that I don't feel like I have to be on camera. I'm able to support my clients in a way that I don't have to quote unquote show up on camera, which has been really great because I can just support them. I'm still working long hours. I still start my day at 6 a.m., but I typically don't work after five anymore unless it's absolutely necessary or I want to get ahead the next day or if I'm enjoying the work, I'll work later. But all of my clients are amazing and they're super patient and just understanding and supportive of me and my growth as an individual. And I constantly get the nicest text messages, which is such a change. I feel like like, I've just really focused on building relationships with people and I'm very excited. I'm very happy. It feels in a way I have, if, I, if I don't watch myself enough, it can quickly feel like I get myself into that scarcity mindset where if I'm not working, you know, 15 hours a day or if I'm not stressed out or whatever, something's wrong. But this is what it was supposed to be like. And that's what I have to tell myself all the time. You got out of working in corporate, Amanda, because you didn't want to feel that stress and anxiety and never being enough, never doing enough, always stressed. And it's just taken me now three years to get here. And now it's a beautiful thing. And it's, you know, work is great. I don't feel like I'm always behind. I always feel like I'm on the cusp of getting everything done, which is a unique feeling for me. So it's a lot. So long story short, it's been a journey, but I'm very excited. I just feel if I could give any wrap up to all of that, it would just be I now have work-life balance, something I've never had. So in any of my positions at work, any work, any job <laughs> ever. Right. Yeah. And I think that hustle mindset is really hard to turn off. Like where it's so ingrained and not just ingrained in us to live that way, but also to measure your worth or your value by and like your contribution by how much you're hustling. Even, yeah. you know, just strolling through the store and like through a home decor aisle, there's all this like signage and shit for people's houses that's like hustle blah 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 like tons of memes that go around online all kinds of things like that that's just like pushing you to feel like you should be hustling it's really really hard to turn off so I'm curious because and you mentioned your income goal when we started this podcast you were in this place where you were like very much envisioning how big this business could be, how much work you could possibly take on and how much money you could possibly make. And I'm wondering now, has your definition of what it means to be successful changed? I think that's the most exciting part of it for me is so I will break six figures. Today is November the 29th. Tomorrow is November the 30th. And I will break my six figure income goal tomorrow, which is very exciting with still a month to go in the year. So I will officially see six figures for the first time ever in my entire life, which was an incredible goal for myself that I cannot believe. I cannot believe that I have even gotten close. But in saying that, I feel like with the structure that I have now, the clients that I have now, I don't think that that sustainability will be an issue. And I've mentioned before, I was always concerned about 
sustainability in my business. I can't continue to work like this forever. Like, what are we going to do? And now I finally have a job and a, and a workload that I feel is 100% sustainable, that I feel like is totally in my wheelhouse. If I did exactly what I did this month, every single month next year, I will surpass my goal that I have this year. And that's just because I've really niched down into like, who do I actually want to work with? Like, who am I actually excited to pair up with? So to answer your question about success, I'm still very much so financially motivated in that mindset of I want to hit that goal. But now my next challenge is what kind of business do I start for myself outside of this that can help me elevate even further? What's something I could do even further for this that's even outside of my current role as a virtual assistant, as a social media manager, as a digital marketer? What can I do outside of all those skill sets that are going to bring me more income in the new year? And that's really what I'm excited about is just to see what's the next thing? What's the next thing I'm going to do? So now I just have the mindset and like the freedom to even consider it because (laughs) this time last year, there was not, I couldn't, I could, I was in the weeds. Like I was completely in the weeds. So my, my idea of success is still a number, but it is also having the number and also being able to check out at five o'clock and go see a play or breathe or sleep, you know? So I'm very excited about it. I'm very, very, very happy. But tell me about your business. How are things going with you? How are you feeling about where you're at in your business? Yeah, it's interesting. I think this year, definitely up from last year, which is cool. And I am... It's nice to have you as my kind of like partner in crime in this business because you're able to really reflect back to me how much we've done this year and how much the business has evolved. So even where, you know, I set a like big, hairy, audacious goal for myself and did not come close to that goal, which I kind of knew it was unrealistic, but I figured I could stay on track and just have the same year this year that I had last year, or I could really push myself and pushing myself did push me further. It just didn't even come close to that like big hairy goal, which is fine. I think that it's nice to be able to talk with you and to get the reflection back of like how many shows we launched this year. The fact that Podfox was just behind closed doors last year, we were working on stuff behind the scenes, but like it all went public this year. We migrated every one of our clients to a new host that has given us a ton of new features and options. The conversations that we're having are bigger. They're they're bigger as far as like the impact in the industry and operating as a company instead of operating just as me as a solo producer. That's it really has been like a huge evolution over this year. And doing all those networking meetings that I talked about on here um, really helped me to see that too. Because in meeting somebody new and talking to them about where my business is now, and you know, I'm not, it's not a sales call, so I'm not trying to sell them anything or whatever. We're trying to make connections of like, this is truly where I'm, where I am. You know, this is where my business is. This is what I'm focused on. It's been cool to be able to share those wins because like not to not to toot my own horn but not a lot of people who start this online entrepreneurship journey reach a point where they're operating that way where they can think of their their business as a company and be operating in that way so that's really cool to be able to see so going into 2024 I think There's a lot of momentum that we've started in 2023 that I definitely want to continue, like focusing on how do we reach more people and help more people and support more people beyond 
the just the done for you production services but of course continuing to offer that so with the membership and things like that online courses that that kind of stuff that we already have all of that in motion to we're we're building momentum we're building up the marketing everything like that carrying that into 2024 for sure i think what's interesting personally is that there's some big life shifts that are happening next year a lot of that stuff is not figured out yet. There's a lot of question marks. So I mentioned last week that our three stepkids are all over 18. They're all, my youngest is 19. They're all partnered off. They all have a life and a life plan and they're going and they're independent and it's cool and weird and unsettling and awesome. But that really does beg the question of like, what does our next chapter look like for just us? So that like big empty nester question, right? And we've talked about all kinds of different directions that our life could go um, for our next chapter and where we could physically live. We are renting a house big enough for having three grown kids in and there are zero grown kids living here at this point. So it's way too much space for just me and Eric. So definitely will be moving in 2024, but I don't know where. (laughs) I don't know if we're staying local. I don't know if we're moving out of like Phoenix, but staying in Arizona. I don't know if we're leaving Arizona altogether. Like, and there's probably eight different states we've talked about potentially living in if we did leave Arizona. So many choices. And I think it's been hard for me to kind of picture what, you know, normally I'm such a strategic planner of like, here's my goals and here's how I break it down into into quarters and this is what it's going to look like. And I have a like loose calendar of what I want to happen on what path, you know, like what I want to accomplish. And it's hard for me to picture that when I just don't even know what my life is going to look like, which it isn't necessarily dependent. And that's one of the things that's so beautiful about this business is that I can I can be anywhere, go anywhere, whatever. And as long as I have good internet access, I can still be running my business. But I think um, especially traveling, like every time I've taken a trip, I've always come back and said, I want to do more of this. And I think ha- building this business in a way that I can do more traveling, that's like a big thing. I know I'm going to be bringing on at least one, if not two more people in the beginning of 2024. So we really, really need the editing support at this point, especially because for Eric and I, he's our primary editing support. I mean, the two of us are do all the editing, right, for our client podcasts. And like, if we go on vacation together, which obviously we want to do, then that leaves no editing happening. And in addition, just with the two of us, like I want to be more sitting in a CEO seat and that leaves only him. Like he's only one person. There's only so many hours of editing he can do in a week. So um, we need more editing support for sure. And then, yeah, just there's lots of, lots of things kind of swirling in my head of like, how do I build this in 2024 in a way that allows me to be more in a CEO seat, number one, and number two, to be able to step away from the business more often so I can do more traveling. I'd love to be able to travel, like take a big trip like that, like once a quarter and for it not to be disruptive to my clients at all. Did you, I know you mentioned that, and that's all very exciting. And that (laughs) is, um, tell me a little bit about what kind of, so you're thinking about bringing on an editor, any other necessary needs that you are putting out into the atmosphere that you would love for the universe to give you back? (laughs) I think it's going to sound weird, but I think 
one of so there's kind of two focus areas and you have been since you're the first person who came on you've been really like a catch-all and I think for anybody who's a virtual assistant or who's thinking about doing virtual assisting work that's very normal like as a general VA that you end up being a catch-all and taking like all kinds of stuff I think you know we call you my client experience manager and you do that but in addition you're really the focus for all the digital marketing stuff. I think that if the business continues to grow, it makes sense that those would be two distinct roles, um, if not several roles over time. Hopefully the business like grows, right? Hopefully those are entire teams, but probably not in 2024. And then in addition, what I really need, and you have kind of been this for me too, is somebody who keeps me on track. Somebody who I could definitely use at this point, this is so weird, but I could definitely use some support with inbox management. Like I need or I don't need, but it would be helpful to have somebody filtering out like, here's the stuff you actually need to see and respond to. And here's stuff that can be handled without your eyes on it. Or you never even need to see this. It like literally doesn't matter. It's just essentially like email list stuff or whatever. That's just like filling my inbox that I just have to go through, you know. And also like even with content creation, I think producing video content and having somebody probably physically in person with me who is able to be like an on-site producer more or less and move me through like, okay, first of all, this camera angle is totally unflattering. Like let's move this or you're not in focus or whatever. And then also like here, let's move you along. Here's our recording schedule. This is what you need to get through. And so that all I have to do is just like the ideas that are in my head, just basically say them and I've got other people to like handle that. I think also this kind of goes back to editing support, but it's editing for us, like editing for my content or editing Podfox's content in addition to like client stuff. So right now, anything that's coming that is me is being edited by me, right? So I think some more support in that way. Like there's just a lot of different directions that um, more support could look. And definitely like I need an updated bookkeeping situation. What I'm doing works, but it's all sitting on my shoulders. I had a negative experience last year with someone who tried to help me and I ended up doing it myself anyway. And so I I definitely, I don't know how people find people that they trust and that they like work well with for something that's that big and important and personal. You know what I mean? It's a big yeah, one. Yeah, it is a big one. It's why I don't do it. <laughs> I can't do any accounting. I don't want to do it. Don't ask me to do it. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but it sounds like you're at a good growing point in the business. Do you have a lot of fun shows coming up? Yeah, we have. So we have four launching right now. I think they were there were four that were supposed to launch before the end of the calendar year, which is a lot because we're recording this at the end of November. Two of them have definitely pushed into January already um, for personal reasons. And one is like launching the very last week of December. So so we have one launching next week. That's fun. That's a, our second like pet industry podcast. And I love having shows that are from so so we have such a variety of industries like there's almost no overlap so it's really like fun to have shows that you know for a while we had a couple real estate podcasts and they were not the same but like in the general real estate field and so yeah it's fun to have like something that has an overlap because most of them don't have any overlap they're just generally like maybe the closest is that they're 
entrepreneurs, but like in such different fields. So it's that's fun. And then, um, yeah, we have a a book a book club style podcast coming uh, in 2024. We have a. I don't think I knew about this one. Did I know about it? Yeah, you do. It's um Rochelle. She's the journalist. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't yeah. guess I realized it was going to be like book related. It's that was the initial idea, and then it shifted, and now it's back to got it. Oops. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then a wine and food industry podcast, which again we have had uh, a food industry podcast before, but it's currently not really putting out new episodes. So it's fun to have another one coming. And then there's a few others that are in the pipeline as well that I am really excited to to see how they really unfold and and what the actual launch ends up looking like. I think. This time of year tends to be a really busy time of year for launching shows. So yeah. I have a bunch of sales calls. I um I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what's coming in 2024. But yeah, this has been a big we launched almost 20 shows in 2023. And that's kind of insane to think that's about. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot to be proud of for sure. Well, on that note, what's making you happy this week? So one thing that's making me happy is it's finally cold enough here to drink hot drinks and not feel like you're going to have a stroke. So I am a huge fan of Dunkin' Donuts hot chocolate. They have some of the like the best hot chocolate that you can get in a drive-thru in the country like I don't know another place you can get hot chocolate as good in a drive-thru so that's one of my seasonal favorites and it's finally cold enough here to have that and I don't drink coffee so or tea so for somebody who's been under the weather the past couple weeks it's been so good to have like a hot drink that brings me joy yeah I love it I'm a big I'm a big chocolate girl (laughs) I can't believe you don't like tea, at least. There's so many yummy types of tea. It just tastes like earth. I can't like no. – some tea is definitely better than other tea. That's for sure true. But yeah, generally speaking, it just t- tastes like dirt water. Like I don't under- – I literally don't understand. You're a hot mess. It's delicious. It's We've had a cold snap down here, and I'm absolutely loving the fact that it's cold weather. What's making me happy this week is I just wrapped up a, you guys know how much I love to give you all the pop culture recommendations. So I have back with another TV show you have to watch. Oh my God. If you love to learn about cults, boy, do I have one for you, my friends. So if you have HBO Max, if you don't have it, you got to get it. Because let me tell you, they have the best cult documentaries, documentaries in general. But this one I have for you, boy, oh boy. I finished it last night. It's three episodes. You will binge the whole thing in one sitting. I guarantee it. It is called Love Has Won and it's the cult of Mother God. I don't even want to tell you anything about it. I just want you to go into it. It's about this small group of people, this woman who calls herself the Mother God. It's incredible y'all people I don't want to say you're crazy but there's a lot of just real interesting unique personalities out there and I want you to go watch it and then come to me on social media at Amanda Nelson reads and tell me that you watched it so I can nerd out with someone about it because wow it's really well done and very interesting and I need to discuss it so it is love has won it is on HBO max it's the cult of mother god thank me later 
What's the next thing making you happy, Sarah? I think we need to put all our recommendations, especially yours, on social media because you give so many good recommendations that I'm like, I got to remember this. And then I find myself texting you later like, what was this thing you were talking about on the podcast? (laughs) So I feel like if I think that, then people listening definitely need a reference point. So we're going to have to start putting this on social. Um, Okay. The next thing making me happy is – I had one like in my head. Oh, the shopping. This is such a fun shopping season. And I know you did your actual Christmas shopping so early this year. But with all the like fun sales and marketing and stuff going on, I'm really curious to hear what you've bought too. But this um, like shopping weekend right after Thanksgiving in particular, I was just, I made like a list of all of these stores that I wanted to check to see if they had anything interesting and just like working my way through the list. And of course, even now that that kind of weekend is over, there's still sales all the time between now and Christmas. And so I, yeah, I've just been having such a fun time just going and just parsing through like, what are you selling and what is the sale? Like, let's see. So yeah, shopping is fun. Shopping is fun. Um, did I talk on this podcast about Forest, the app? No. Okay, wonderful. So the second thing making me happy this week is a brand new app called Forest, F-O-R-E-S-T. It is a time management app, and I absolutely love it because I'm one of those people that's competitive with themselves more so than other people. Like I love to beat my own personal score. I was one of those nerdy kids that would do a typing test to see if I could beat my old typing test because apparently I just wanted to compete with myself. So this app is called Forest, and what it does is you set a timer for how long you want to be off of your phone and it gives you a block of time so you can set it from five minutes to five hours and if you stay off of your phone the longer that you stay off of your phone you grow a digital forest now I know what you're thinking I don't care about having a digital forest but this is where it gets cool is that for a certain amount of time that you're off of your phone they will plant an actual tree in a third world country so it repopulates the forest you're off of your phone more, you're able to be more productive, and you also get to compete with yourself. I absolutely love it. It's super fun. And it's just one of those apps that's helping me focus more. And I always like to pass those along because it's, it's hard. It's hard to focus nowadays, specifically around the holidays when I do see all those fun emails come in that's like new deals. And it'd be so fun to check out for 30 minutes and to focus on my phone and do some online shopping. But I'm really trying to stay focused this holiday season. So Forest, the app, highly recommend. Sarah, what's your last thing? The last thing that I will share that is making me happy right now. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back and say it's still I'm still going, which is Duolingo. I have been so I initially started it because I wanted to learn Spanish because Eric has been doing Duolingo to learn Spanish for over a year and I was jealous and I wanted to try it too. And then I was like, wait, if you pay for one language, you get access to all the languages. So let's see how much French I remember because I took several years of French back in school. And then my family's Italian and I've always been interested in like kind of trying to find ways to connect with being Italian and like kind of family heritage type stuff. So I started learning Italian. Anyways, I was doing all three languages for a while. That started to get very difficult. 
So at this point, I'm pretty much solely focused on Italian these days. And I am loving it. First of all, the app is so fun and it's totally gamified. So that keeps it fun. And um, also... There's something about language, and I've had a couple of calls recently with some people both networking and sales call-wise who are talking about language, foreign language, and how important it is. And so it's interesting. It's been like a theme lately for me. But um, there is something about language that helps you connect to other parts of your identity. And we could go way in the weeds here, but basically, especially being American, there's not necessarily like we don't really have a lot of like culture or heritage you know what I mean it's just sort of like generic American I don't know how to say that Um, especially as like a white American there's just it's just sort of like generic and then getting to know I think this is part of the reason why people are into like ancestry type stuff and 23 and me and all that I've never done that but feeling connected to like something bigger than yourself is interesting. And like my mom's side of the family is so from Italy that like her grandparents came here on a boat, like as kids. So um, from Italy, like at Ellis Island. And it's that like kind of close to us that my mother grew up hearing stories about her grandmother living in Italy as a kid and what it was like to come to the U.S. and all of that. So yeah, anyways, just feeling connected to all of that, feeling connected to my great-grandmother, feeling like having more conversations about that, looking at maps and like learning more about kind of really specifically where my family's from. And I want to take a trip there and kind of see like the parts of Italy that my family's from. Obviously, I want to do the tourist stuff too. I've never been. But but yeah, that like kind of heritage thing is has been interesting to me. And it kind of all really was sparked by doing Italian on Duolingo. And I'm loving it. Like it is so much fun. I've done Duolingo in the past because I am going to go to Italy before my 40th. That's like my bucket list thing. I'm 33 right now. I'll be 34 in January. It's my goal to go to Italy and speak Italian while I'm there. It is fun. It is hard. It is hard. (laughs) I'm I'm learning by that. Like I'm much more a practice in person type kind of gal. I want somebody to handhold me and slap me and be like, that's not how you pronounce that. And Duolingo's like, error, wrong. And I'm like, I know, but I need somebody to like tell me how to say it right. (laughs) I think that's beautiful that you're doing that. Um, the last thing making me happy this week is a book recommendation. If by the time this is, yeah, this, the movie is out. So you've probably, everybody's probably seen it by the time this episode comes out. But the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes just came mm. out. The new Hunger Games prologue. Prologue. Yeah. It's the start of how the Hunger Games got started. Um, I absolutely loved and devoured that book. I know last <laughs> week we talked about how much I loved the Hunger Games in comparison to the Fourth Wing book that everybody's talking about, but I absolutely uh, like adored the Hunger Games growing up. I thought it was such a beautiful story. And the new book slash movie is so well done. I highly recommend it. So take this as my plug. By the time this comes out, I probably will have seen it in theaters and I can come back and tell you if it's good or not. But the book was amazing. And the audiobook, if you have a library card, is free. 
Go listen to it on your Hoopla app or download it or get it in person. You need to. It's so, so good. So that is my last recommendation and what's making me happy. Sarah, tell them all the things and we'll wrap it up. So you can hang out with us on Instagram. Amanda is at Amanda Nelson Reads. I'm at Sarah K. Heater. Together we're at Big Brave Business. We're also on YouTube. We drop episodes on Wednesdays, introducing you to our friends and people we look up to in business. So it's totally different content than around here. And that's just Big Brave Business on YouTube. And then we, of course, have new episodes of the podcast every Tuesday. So we make sure you hit follow or subscribe on whatever your favorite listening app is that you're listening to this right now. And we'll see you next week.